Have you ever had someone refer to something going on in the community who asked you, what's going on there? What's the story with all that? The right answer lies with the people directly involved in it, the people who know. Why not hear their story? So welcome to What's the Story, Pekin? I'm Gary Gillis, your host, and I hope you enjoy this Pekin podcast. Well, today we're going to talk about what I consider a national crisis. It's one that most people would not consider it that because it probably doesn't affect you in your home. But it is one that's going to be and forecasted to become a much bigger problem over time, and that's the issue of adult literacy. Uh, I was checking some statistics, and I saw a number, we'll talk about this with our guests shortly, uh, that 18% of U.S. adults, almost 57.5 million people, can't read or write and effectively communicate with that. And you think about just the, the long list of problems that, that that can create. And you wonder, well, what can we do about that? Well, you need to have folks dedicated to solving that problem that has solutions. And here in Pekin, we have those type of folks. And I am pleased to have as a guest of mine the Director of Adult Literacy at the Pekin YWCA, Anna Green. Anna, welcome. Thank you for having me, Gary. Um, tell us a little bit then uh, about that. Uh, one, one statistic that really shocked me, and, and some of the numbers I saw, two different sources, that's the risk you take when you Google something, uh, <laughs> said that the adult literacy rate in the U.S. is 86%. The world literacy rate is 86.7%. And I looked up some other countries. The U.K., 99%. Canada, 99%. Mexico, 95.2%. And then a little scary, China, almost 97%. Russia, almost 100%. Cuba, 99.8%. So standard of livings, no comparison to us, in my opinion. But when it comes to something as fundamental as the ability to read and write, uh, we are, we've created a void, and that's why I think that's a crisis. And the data that I saw said something that... Um, it said, in, I quote it, it says, in 20 years it is estimated that 130 million Americans will be reading below the sixth grade level. So it's, and it said here, most everyday Americans are dangerously unaware of this fact. Anna, that's why you're here. So what, um, what does the Y do? Tell me about what you do. So the Y has an adult literacy program. We're called the Heart of Illinois Adult Literacy Center. And so what we do there is we um, help any adult who comes to our doors asking for help um, with reading, writing, and math skills. Um, we also help English as a second language learners. And um, a lot of what we're doing right now is GED preparation. So okay. a lot of people are coming up to those high, the high school level of education. And then um, as many people may know, like people just, uh, run into life situations that will either pull them away from high school or um, you know it's necessary for them to leave because they're just not thriving in that environment and so um, then it's our job to hopefully catch them not too soon after that um, age but you know somewhere along their lives they come back and they say I really need to come back and um, you know connect back to my mm -hmm. educational skills because they hit a point in life where they're just not getting any further than they're able to without those skills. Really, it's so. a, it, was, it was pretty amazing to hear that. And I 
I read something or saw something at one point in time. Maybe you even shared this uh, when, at Rotary one day um, about somebody that you know was an adult was gainfully employed and was able to get to that point uh, with no one knowing. They, yes. they couldn't read. And I guess an example would be it's like the person who memorizes an eye chart before they go for an eye test. You know, they just knew the basic things that they could recognize and read. So you, you run into that or, you know, you wonder how we they do. Get yeah, they um, really develop a different kind of skill set to help them cope with not being able to actually read. You know, they'll have people, um, they'll adjust their glasses and say, hey, I can't read this. Could you read this back to me? Or um, another gentleman, he would do things like um, uh, he developed a keen sense of memory. So if he was listening to instruction or, you know, he was um, training for a job, he could, you know, kind of connect what that leader was going through on their checklist and he would just make mental note and when it came time to test him on his skill he would use his memory more so Mm, than the ability to read um you know they will get by with the bare minimum with the essentials um you know being able to fill out forms and such but then when it comes to um more difficult tasks or if they're left to um kind of fend for themselves then they just that's where they get left behind and they're like well, I need help. So, and um, a lot of people don't really know that we're here in the mm-hmm. community. But you know, our hope is to capture, um, you know, whether it be one or many people who are willing to kind of, you know, um, accept that they need help. That's sure. a huge step in coming for help. You know, no one wants to ask for right. help, especially as an adult. But then they come to us, and we show them that hey, listen, we're going to be here with you through the whole process and we're going to help you build up those skills. And if it takes going back a little bit further so we can get, um, you know, to those harder steps, then that's what we're going to do with them. Have you ever had people um, who know someone that has that challenge uh, and refers them or reaches out to you and says, you know, I've got a loved one that does not know how to read and... um, is there a way that you, you know, I can connect the two of you because they will not willingly contact you themselves? We do. We actually get that quite a bit. And oftentimes it will be, um, it's really nice because oftentimes it will be uh, a grandparent who is now, you know, um, connected to their, you know, teenage or early 20s um, grandchild. And they will be like, hey, I'm calling not for myself, but for somebody Mm -hmm. else. And um, I think it's them just showing that person that it's okay to ask for help and if you're not going to do it for yourself I'll do it for you so then they'll come to the office and you know we'll get them all signed up and such Um, but then we take it from there and let that person know that this is a safe place that you know they don't have to worry about feeling embarrassed Mm -hmm. or anything like that um, no matter what their test level ends up because we're going to be right there with them and um, I you know, just like to tell them that everybody's experience is a little bit different. So don't compare yourself to other people. Sure. And as long as you can keep motivated and we can find ways to connect you to what you want to learn, then that's all it takes. You know, we'll you know, encourage you through it and we'll find the tools that we need to help you learn. Okay. 
So I know you tutor, uh, you have staff who tutor, you also have volunteers, but there, there's training to go through. So share that with people. And, and I think, you know, in part, there will be a time in my life when I do have time, and I've announced at home that this is something I will do, mm-hmm. but I'm on so many boards right now, I, I've lost count. <laughs> so that, but that day is coming where I'd like to have the, the one-on-one approach because mm-hmm. if you want to really impact people's lives it's a, you know I'm, I'm hoping I've done that serving on so many boards but here to reach out to one individual to connect with them and mm-hmm. really have a personal impact I think would be probably the most fulfilling personal experiences a volunteer a person can have so what does a person go through in volunteering and becoming I guess accredited to be a, a tutor so our process is very simple to um, enter our program as a tutor. Um, you just, I mean, you literally have to be able to read. There's mm-hmm. no um, certification or qualification we're looking for um, prior to your coming to us. You do have to be 18. Mm-hmm. Um, but then what we do is we have you complete um, a tutoring um say modules they're like modules um with the coming of covid uh they really reworked the training we once upon a time had um you know quite uh a a little bit more extensive of a training where you come in person Mm -hmm. uh, and you attend a class for a few hours you know on a weekend or whatnot but with covid coming and um, restructuring all of that um, it has become more of an online process okay and it's more convenient than it ever has been but what you'll do is complete these training modules and then once you complete those modules we'll bring you into our office for an orientation and that's when we'll really kind of dive into the different resources and um, introduce you to different methods of how you can connect with your learner and um, then you know you have the opportunity to shadow with another tutor or myself or olga who Mm -hmm. runs the office with me Um, and then we are happy to kind of hand over a learner and then continue to supervise just until that tutor is comfortable. So we're never going to ask anybody to do anything that they're not comfortable right. doing. Right. And um, and then in the long term, we're there to support you. We're you know our program provides um, all kinds of learning tools, uh, learning curriculum, and um, you know anything you know like tangible tools or worksheets or whatnot we provide all of that to help both the tutor and the learner um, you you know work to whatever goals it is that they set so but yes it's very simple so well you've uh, shared at rotary uh which i have to add shows a high level of good judgment on your part for being a peak and rotarian (laughs) um but what i was always i was always impressed by was when you get up and share with people um uh, a student, if you will, that's getting their GED and this, the, the pride they have and excitement they have. Tell us a little bit about that. It's not just learning to read, but you, you can help and assist them through the Y, take that next step to actually get that that high school equivalent or degree. Yeah, um, for most, <clears throat> excuse me, for most of our GED learners, um, the process is relatively quick. We try to streamline that because everybody is, you know, trying to work and take care of their families or, you know, there's several things that get in the way of um, adults' ability to learn. Um, as you can tell with, like, the literacy rates, you know, we just get busy and we get into um, a routine that doesn't really involve any extra learning. We're tired at the end of the day. 
But when a learner comes to us, um, we will give them you know, a series of tests that help us determine um, what level they're at um, according to the GED. So it's real in line with the actual GED test. And then it'll tell us, um, it has like a scale, a readiness scale, and it'll let us know where they fall on that scale as well as on um, what skills to study moving forward. Mm -hmm. And so once we learn that, we'll really dive into our GED study book or you know, we have um, extra materials that will help them develop those skills. And then, you know, we kind of let it be self-directed. You know, if they feel ready, you're like, okay, I, you know, after a couple of weeks, if they feel ready, we'll, we'll practice test them again. And then they'll, you know, take the test. And if they prove to be ready, which it's real, an accurate test, then we'll go ahead and schedule that downtown here at the Office of Education. And um, we'll let them take that test. Now, oftentimes they're successful and they're just happy to get the passing score. Um, but sometimes we do get those who it takes them a couple times and you know it's sometimes it's just about um, going to that test taking environment and understanding what it's like and seeing those questions for the first time and so they'll feel a little bit bad about it but we'll you know encourage them through it and say you know what now you've gotten a little taste of it let's you know hone in on the skills give it a few more weeks and let's keep working on our skills and then we'll take it again and then they'll pass great so they have four tests to pass, as well as the Illinois Constitution test. And then when they do, it is just a big celebration. Um, mm -hmm. We will you know, give them recognition at the office. And as you said, I like to recognize them at Rotary. They don't know I'm recognizing them. Um, but then we do something very special every year. Um, and uh, it happens in July, because that's the end of our fiscal year. And we will have a graduation celebration for mm -hmm. all of our GED graduates from the year. And um, we'll also invite any of our alumni who have graduated in previous years, just because it really is um, that important and that big of a deal for that learner. Sure. So. And you probably have uh, successive success stories of people that, you know, five years later, because they not only did they uh, conquer the, a literacy challenge, but they also got their degree, and that led to this, which led to this, which led to that. I would think you're in a unique position to see that progression, and that's got to be a very fulfilling experience. I am. I'm really hoping to see that. I haven't been there long <laughs> enough to, you know, and um, I haven't had any stories come through just yet of, you know, success sure. past our program. and. You know that's okay you know when we have them we're happy to be there for them and celebrate with them and if yeah. they do remember us a little bit later we're happy to you know yeah. celebrate that as well but yes it is my hope that in the coming years we will um, be able to have those testimonies and continue to share those successes with future participants in our program is there a way the community can support the program without it becoming a tutor financial support or in-kind support of something is absolutely you know being that um, we are a not-for-profit uh, group um, we do accept any kinds of donations we love school supplies um, you know we like to provide those for free to the learners so we really want to take 
as much um, stress, even financially, off of those learners if they, you know, it helps them to have, you know, notebooks and mm -hmm. pens and calculators mm -hmm. and such. So Good. any type of school supplies that you would um, need for high school is what we're looking for. Um, as well as uh, we like to celebrate milestones and sometimes the way we do that would be with like little gift cards like sure. five dollar gift cards go a long way because we get people from all walks of life and people who just love to have like a shake at McDonald's so sure. Sure. oh yeah. <laughs> yeah I can see that that's, yeah that's cool well how would they if they want to pursue this further in whatever way how would they do that uh, a contact um, you can reach out to us at the YWCA of Pekin. Um, they do have a website, and it's ywcapekin.org. And um, under the About Us, no, it's under our Programs tab. Um, all of our programs with the Y are there, including the Adult Literacy Center. Um, and I try to keep everything on our page of that website up to date. Um, you can also call us directly or you can email us at literacy at ywcapekin.org and we're happy to answer any questions about how you can get involved Great. or um, about our programs. Great. Well, Anna Green, thanks for being here. Uh, I, I have to add that when you do share an update at Rotary, uh, the enthusiasm that you bring clearly demonstrates the dedication you and your staff have to that and I think anybody then who wants to get involved in whatever way knows it's going towards a group that are passionate in what they do and the results speak to that so uh, thank you for all that you do thank you for being here as well and I want to thank the listeners for joining us today I want to thank my sound man extraordinaire uh, Mike Eaton uh, irony being, we talked about literacy. Here we are at our usual home at the, uh, the Passport Room at the Pekin uh, Public Library. Uh, we welcome your thoughts, comments, uh, input. Uh, send those to us by emailing us at pekinpodcast at gmail.com. And thank you and enjoy the rest of your day. <laughs>